0: everyone welcome back to the athlete ceo podcast i'm your host eric averill co-founder of awm capital where we partner with our clients to unlock the full potential of their wealth for maximum impact and one of the things that we believe to the core at awm is you you yourself is the biggest asset that you have and the greatest driver of your net worth and so this podcast is completely dedicated to bringing you the knowledge The skills and access to world-class experts to help you unlock the full potential of your human capital and a true gift is that josiah igano over here my good friend our resident peak performance coach has been so gracious over the last year to help us deconstruct what we know as performance and so joe welcome back to the podcast thanks for having me man thanks you I am excited about this conversation because uh, as somebody who is an avid, avid reader, well, Josiah just reminded me, I've probably already (laughs) forgot 80% of it. One of the things that I am not familiar with is something called Hicks Law. And so I promise you we're not getting into uh, some (laughs) esoteric, weird (laughs) conversation. Um, So what is Hicks Law and why does it matter for performance?
1: Oh man, that, hey, great setup right there, baby. Let's go. So Hicks law states that the more things that we think about, the slower that we react. And in this world that we live in, the world, you know, it rewards speed, right? The speed of thought, you know, it rewards how fast we react, how fast that we think, how fast that we can position ourselves. The world rewards speed. So Hicks law states that the more things I think about, the slower that I react.
0: Well, it's it's good that we don't live in an age where we have just like information flying at us <laughs> on a daily basis from all devices and all people, right? So I mean I guess the 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 natural inclination based off of that is saying the more information we consume, probably the slower we're making decisions here in length uh, lies the issue.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have so many options. I mean, thank you to Amazon. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to Nike ID. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just mess it up for everybody. I mean, there's so many options. I mean, it's actually more efficient and better and more form fit to shop online than it is to go into the store these days because we have so many options. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think back to Bezos with with Amazon, I was reading on a thing uh, from an, a design standpoint, it was just too many clicks. It was like three clicks was too many to buy mm-hmm. anything. So I had no idea what one of the copyrights that they had was one click shopping. Yeah, It makes yeah. complete sense. But I mean, this guy revolutionized our word of speed, yeah. right? When it comes to consumption. And so we were talking offline about about Masterclass, right? Mm-hmm. This incredible gift that we think we've got access to the best experts in the world. Um, so we just keep consuming, consuming, consuming. Yeah. But now I'm also li- adding to the list of all the things that I think I need to yeah. do. And it paralyzes me a lot of times. I don't actually ever make decisions or I'm so exhausted um is this what we're talking about i mean there's yeah this has that has a lot to do with this this concept this
1: construct this law right um we have so many options sometimes we just go online and amazon tells us what we need to buy right you go to the store for those of you who shop at target i think one of the or target depending on where you're from (laughs) scottsdale you know what i'm saying it's like we you don't go to target to buy something you go to target so they can tell you what to buy you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things where yeah we have so many options you go to cheesecake factory i love cheesecake factory and so the owners and you know and the and the restaurateurs of cheesecake factory please forgive me but dude when you open their menu It's like you it it has a table of contents, dude. Overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? And so you end up like, all right, the waiter's coming back. So have we decided what we're going to order? Say, no, hold on. I'm on page two. You know what I mean? It's like, man, there's so many options and it paralyzes you. And so as an athlete, if you're an athlete, listen to this as well. The same thing happens to us in critical situations when you have a clear mind, when you can make decisions and you say, you know what? Click, click, boom. This is the one. Right. You can perform at a higher level. Hicks law states that the more things that we think about, the slower that we react.
0: So playing this out, very practical for an athlete. Is this tied to like why you can't be going through the checklist of your biomechanics when you need to perform in a hundred
1: percent? hundred percent. I've seen that paralyze so many players in, in the recent years with the advent of uh, analytics and you know all these stats that you know we don't even know how to pronounce them you know what i mean like they have all these stats and it's like you know what it's a simple every sport has simple elements in it and when you start to over analyze these things you get into what we call explicit memory right you have implicit memory and you have explicit memory people use the term uh muscle memory well more technically it should be either implicit memory or explicit memory. And the easiest way I would do this is if I were to say, hey, E, can you do you know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yes. You'd say yes, right? Yes. I'd give you the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you'd make it. It's implicit memory. It's implied. I can do it. I can ride a bike. I can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But when we start getting into what you just referred to, okay, I got to take out the peanut butter. I got to turn it counterclockwise. I have to take out a knife. In my right or left hand, dip it about two, three centimeters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That gets into explicit memory yep. and you start becoming mechanical. Right. That is exactly what happens to athletes, exactly what happens to business professionals in critical situations when they have so many things on their mind and they're trying to uh, categorically move through things with all these options that they don't even need.
0: Yeah, so that last point that they don't need is really interesting. I was going to ask you one of the things I've experienced in my own life or or working with just world-class performers in general, the ones that I see not get paralyzed by this, they have very clear understanding of what makes them excellent and what produces outsized returns. Let's call it to Mm -hmm. use our financial language. And they don't get distracted with a bunch of, fluff. No, it's very much like, I know this leads to, to my outperformance mm-hmm. and I'm laser focused on this and they almost have blinders on, right? Yeah. Like you, you almost look at them and go, but wait a second, they don't have all the latest and greatest and they're not doing all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I think of a very specific uh, pitcher and in, in baseball that people are mystified by, mm-hmm. but I always say, you know what he does really good? His craft. Yeah, And so I just love to hear your thought on what is the how do you fight against this? You make you make things simple. That's what you do. Uh, I think it was
1: you that actually gave me a book several years ago by George McKeown called Essentialism. Yeah. Right. This word priority. Priority is the first and prior thing. It's not priorities. Hey, what are your priorities? And you hear people say, "Oh, well, it's to do this family first, you know, and then my my, my <laughs> you know this, and then you know my my uh, my profession, and then you know, I want to be a charitable giver." And no, no, no. What is your priority? What is your first and prior thing? You have to understand what number one is, and then everything else plays off of that. You have to make it simple. I'll give you a couple of examples, dude. If you ever get a chance, guys, go watch the Karate Kid movies, especially one and two. (laughs)
0: That's so good. I'm serious.
1: (laughs) I'm serious. Go watch Karate Kid. Mister Miyagi is Mm -hmm. the best. One of the best examples of this beauty and simplicity. Mm -hmm. There, you know, only few things are necessary. Right. And when you look at that very word of elite, elite is the choice. It is the creme de la creme. And elite people, it's another code word for people who do few things very well.
0: Yeah, and and there are so many relatable things that I've learned, uh, I guess, across uh, expertise. So I think in the financial world, what we've learned when it comes to investing in the public stock market is more information isn't better, right? Mm-hmm. More uh, Eugene Fama is this fam- famous Nobel laureate who won uh, the, the Nobel prize for coming up with the three factor model. And what it essentially says is that companies that outperform the rest in the world share these three factors. They're usually small companies, they're value companies and, and they, they have this profitability overlay adding more factors. And then there's been all this research. What's the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 25th factor. And what he said is those factors are actually not producing any outperformance. It's still only those three. So you can pour billions of dollars into research of more information. It's not always better. Right. I think on, I was reading a book the other day on, on, on modern medicine, uh, Washing hands mm-hmm. is still considered one of the biggest advancements yes. in medicine yes. to keep, uh, it was, I think it was the midwives from, you know, spreading disease amongst newborns. It doesn't have to be complex. No, it does not. It's, it's the simplicity. Going back though is, is like, this ties into so many things of other areas of performance. You have to have so much conviction mm-hmm. that the simplicity is what you need to say no to all of the noise. What, yeah. what would you say to that? Yeah, no, it's 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 so true. You have to kill the noise. You you
1: have to do few things very well. Um, as you were speaking, uh, you know, as a former strength coach, you know, when you start looking at the primary lifts, right? Everybody wants big guns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> big chest. You know what I'm saying? Traps. You know what I mean? Everybody wants that. But when you when you break it down the big primary lifts that target our posterior chain are what gives us the biggest return on investment, <laughs> right? Your squats, your deadlifts, all your hamstring, your posterior chain work, your back work, that's what gives you the biggest bang for your buck. You wanna run faster, you wanna jump higher, you wanna just be stronger and have more power, guess what? It's only a few lifts that are going to give you that. And they're actually going, what happens is they actually those three, four lifts, Actually, help to improve and augment everything else in your body, right? So it's few; it's doing few things very well.
0: Yeah, I think that's incredibly helpful. Hopefully, it is for you guys as the audience. I know for me, it is. And I would challenge every one of uh, the listeners on this: is what are the few things when when you think about what you're trying to excel at, what you're trying to be the best in the world at. Can you articulate with clarity what produces that outperformance? And if you can answer that, that's what the simplicity of your game plan needs to be. And so head over to athleteco.com. We'll make sure that we access all of the resources that Joe said in the show notes. And until next time, stay humble, stay hungry, and always be a pro.